Hello and welcome to the Developing Dads podcast. I'm your host Gordon and alongside my brother Neil, we're going to explore life as two young dads trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. Join us every Monday, we will aim to share our thoughts on how we raise our families, invest our time and explore anything and everything that interests us. Welcome to the Developing Dads podcast, episode number 78. I'm still shocked every time I say the, the numbers going up and up and up and I was writing this in the notes this evening. I can't believe we're on episode number 78. But it's good, it's cool. Um, we're here on a lovely Thursday evening. Um, I'm just about to crack open a beer that I've got from um, Aldi, which is a nice six-state New England white IPA. Never heard of white IPA before apart from the second time, this one, but it's delicious. It's a nice 5.7 beer. So cheers, Gordon. Unbelievable, Neil. I think you are probably about to secure a spot on uh, BBC Two at 9pm to review beers with that uh, eloquent (laughs) and very descriptive uh, taste test. Yeah. Thanks very much. And I've also levelled up my, um, my podcast game because I finally managed to sync my iPhone 14 with my Mac, so like you can use it as a camera, which is great. So there's no, I can be ages away from the laptop, and I can have the camera set up in a nice angle. So yeah, just. I think I think there's a, I think there is something here though, Neil. We need to work on like the angle because at the moment <laughs> you've got about 14 <laughs> feet above your head, so it's not. <laughs> it's uh, it's a little off, but you know you're trying. It's the best thing. I'm trying. You. Thanks. I mean, I could probably. Oh, if you're on YouTube, you're seeing my, my whole living room. I'm I'm really glad that we've uh, started the podcast and Neil's now actually trying to adjust his camera at the same time. And, and no one no one in the actual pod world is listening to the scares, but sure. There we go. Is that a bit better? It is. The, to be fair, the quality is pretty pretty nice, actually. It's way better than the uh, little crappy webcam thing you were recording on, which is which is great. Um, anyway, Neil, sorry, I interrupted your, your very right. lovely uh, in- introduction. Carry on. So we're here to chat about um, the best things about being a dad, which I enjoyed making that list, actually. And it kind of makes you think about um, the kind of fuzzy feelings you get and the happiness you get and the love towards the kids. And yeah, why why I think we did a podcast. I don't know if we've done a podcast on happiness um, towards the kids and why what's the best bits about being a dad, but we've definitely done like the worst bits, I think, or the challenging bits, one of the episodes. So it's nice to have a positive vibe. Anyway, like we always do on these podcasts, we always start with the first 15, 10, 15 minutes on. How are you doing? How's your week been, Gordon? And give me give me some highlights and give me give me a low light. A low light? Oh god, Neil. A low light. Um a low light, just kind of a bit a bit busy. It's not a low light, but it's kind of a low light. Like busy as in like there's lots of things going on. Yesterday I had five meetings. Today I've had three or four meetings. Uh, and they're all wow. they're all relatively intensive. Like I said in the last pod, I was I started another podcast, and I've managed to record five episodes of that already in two weeks. So I'm hoping to get about ten or eleven episodes done by the end of the month, which means you know three months worth of content, right? So I can chill out for a little bit and at least kind of see how it gets how it's received. That's the main thing. And it's quite intense interviewing someone because you're concentrating quite hard on making sure that you get the right question and you know you just you're listening to what they're saying and then adapting what you've written down to ask his questions and whatever else so that it's it's good though and i think i'm i'm overly glad that we did this because it's meant that 
not really in public i could iron out all of the kinks and the stuff that you know is it makes podcasting quite difficult which is you know just making sure it sounds good and all that kind of stuff and whatnot so i can go straight out the bat and know exactly what i want it to be what i want it to sound like um so yeah i'm quite excited about the project but low light is just because i've just been packed like back to back doing stuff and it is what it is you just you own your own business like you gotta you gotta work right and do the thing and it's all kind of been crammed a little bit because we had a Laura uh, organize a really fun trip with myself, Olivia, Laura, and then another couple friend of ours who's a, a little son called Henry. And we went off to a place called Chessington World of Adventures. And we went there. Wow. <clears throat> we stayed overnight. They've got a hotel and they've got a safari room and all sorts of bits and pieces. And uh, it was just a really nice, wholesome thing to go and do. You know, we, we hung out together and the kids played and we went to bed, you know, obviously ridiculously early and we just sat in one of the rooms <laughs> and drank beer and watched the baby monitor and just chatted and did things. And and then we hung out all day, went on some rides and um, tested Olivia's uh, resilience to wanting to actually go on any rides or <laughs> whether they were scary <laughs> or not scary or, you know, nice. there was kind of a bit of that. Um, but it was just lovely. It was really good. And I felt particularly grateful that my my life that I've designed because I have made this choice. Like we all have, we, we all have, we have, we, there's, there's large parts of our lives that we choose. You know, we choose the careers that we want to go down. We choose the work ethic that we apply to it. Um, and ultimately I've chosen a life that allows me to be very flexible. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, do you want to take a Monday and Tuesday off? Yeah, sure. How long do you want me to take off? You know, and the, the best, the, actually the best part of this week that like the absolute high is just the absolute satisfaction of me letting go of the reins, passing on large parts of the work that I used to do onto members of my team that I've vetted, trained, nurtured, pay, look after, do all those kind of things, and just hand off a bunch of projects, and I'm off doing what I'm doing, and family time work, been, yeah. work is being delivered. Like that's That just blows my mind. And I know it's ridiculous after 10 or 12 <laughs> years of having my own business, but it takes a level of confidence to say that you can just hand things over and, and I've got that now and I friggin' love it. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And it's easily the most excited I've been about building something in 10 years. Nice. I've had a bunch of fun things. This is, this is really, really cool. And I can really see a, like a long-term sustainable, uh, growth trajectory really with this. So, Going to keep working on that. Um, I've also been building confidence, particularly this week, in the the whole like mentorship thing that I just thought was absolute wank to begin with. But then actually, there's a lot of people that are 10 years behind me in terms of the things that I've done and the, the things I've seen and the way that I've operated that I can definitely pass on the failures and the successes and help accelerate their growth and give them more confidence. And I've had two to three people signing up each month to this like mentorship thing. It's now surpassed my goal because I looked at my goals actually. And one of the goals was to have eight people on my like Greenhorn creative mentorship for the year. And I've already passed that. Nice. That's a, so, a one to celebrate. Yeah, that's a good one. And what else? Just, just summer's out and it's good. You know, yeah. enjoying life. Nice. Kind of it, really. Yeah, it's amazing what the weather does. Yeah. 
It is. It is one of those things when I get uh, I get fuck you money in and I can move to South Beach, California, <laughs> or no, South Beach, Florida, or uh, move to California. That's six, uh, six months of the year. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Eh? Anyway, how are you, Neil? Are you uh, as sprightly as I am, or what are you saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Um, this week, I, I'm trying to think. I kind of put a low light on you, but I'm trying to think of a low light for me. I can't really think of one. Um, it's been pretty, like, there's been no kind of low points. Although I've deleted them if, if there has been. Um, <laughs> just, oh, just just stuck them out your mind. <laughs> like, Isla had a really bad fall and, like, her, her leg's a mess in terms of, like, scratched everywhere and bruises and stuff. That's a bit of a low light, like, just seeing your, your daughter hurt. And, yeah, not nice. But in terms of an update for me, um, it's been a pretty standard week. Isla was in, in Sky with her in, with my in-laws for a wee while, which was nice. So she came back on Tuesday um, from her adventures and we had the, a P1 visit because the boys are now going to P1, which is mad. So if you're a new listener, which you're probably not, but if you are, then we've got, um, I've got twin boys, which are just about to start primary school. Um, and it's like year one, I think, equivalent in, in, in England. But yeah, P1, so we got to see the classroom, meet the teacher, and it's just mad. Like, in eight, nine weeks' time, they're going to be going, all all three of them are going to school, and yeah, it's just odd. So yeah, that was, that was a big highlight, actually, just, just seeing their seeing their next stage of life, the next chapter. Nice. Um, started running, like, I took a few weeks off running when we got the dog. Um, I don't know if I announced that to the podcast, maybe I did. But the dog's now five, six weeks in into our life, and we finally got into a routine. So it's kind of yeah, navigating like when he needs walked, when I go for a run, yada yada yada. So I've been on four or five runs since we last spoke, which is nice. I tried I was, to I, go to, I tried to go to the gym today, and it failed miserably because there's a local gym that's five minutes away from me. Equipment's not amazing, and you know it's not not great gym, but it's a five minute walk. That's that's the absolute that's the benefit. But um. It's just like one of these casual gyms where if they're not there, you don't get in. So <laughs> wow. like, oh, for God's sake. So that's that's annoying. Um, so I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna sign up to the pure gym that's nearby. You can drive there. I've looked on Google. I've looked on Google uh, Maps and it tells you when it's busy and not busy. So I'm gonna try and get that get that in regularly because I'm starting to like time block my calendar more regularly. And I started tracking tracking my calories. I'm on my fitness pal again. So two days in a row I've tracked my calories. Um, I'm already starving. And I'm really, I'm I'm already upset that if if the the scales aren't five kilos down, then what was the the point? Yeah, I'm like I'm like my old clients, you know. (laughs) I definitely go through stages of my fitness pal. Um, It's 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 easy Monday to Thursday, but from Friday onwards, it's it's easy all the time, Neil. It's just the the you know Newton's first law of momentum: an object at rest remains at rest. An object in motion remains in motion unless acted upon. So it's just a case of you just have to keep doing something, right? Doing it. And and that's just like, that's just the game. So if I get past this first week, I reckon I can keep it going probably for a little while. And the target is maybe five kilos off. Because I weighed in at about 89 kilos, which is kind of the higher end of where I want to be. And my body just feels a bit stodgy and a bit kind of like meh. Because I've just been, I've just been in, not, it's not shit, but it's just not, it's not vegetables and it's not salad. And, you know, I had an entire weekend of of lots of food because it was like barbecues. It was at Laura's, my, my father-in-law's birthday and then, you know, it was cake and then on the Monday we had burgers and then, then we had pizza and, you know, it's just, 
just not I just I just want to I just want to feel a little bit I want to feel a bit more healthy or back to what I was I guess so that's the that's the journey that's what I'm doing that's fair that's fair yeah I've definitely put on a few pounds I mean I did it the first three months of the year I lost a lot of weight but now I'm, I'm slowly gaining it so maybe I need to take a letter out of your book but anyway it's just too easy isn't it it's just it too easy like and with, with the barbecue season as you say like I just love a barbecue. You need a beer with a barbecue, or it's not a barbecue. Um, yeah. It is. It's just too. It's just too easy. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Neil's Neil's sitting at home, sort of. Sal- he's sitting here salivating, waiting to get stuck into his best things about being a dad. And it, it's right. Like you know, it, there there are lots of things that you could turn around and say aren't great about being a dad. You lose huge amounts of your own autonomy. You don't sleep a huge amount. You spend more money than you've ever spent on anything you've ever owned, pretty much, uh, because kids are just friggin' expensive. You um, you don't know what to do half the time. You completely, you have no idea why they're screaming. You have absolutely no idea what that rash is on them. You, you know, you're just trying to figure it out. Why have There's they got also a temperature? Who knows? Yeah, why have they got a temperature? There's also like weird stuff happens to you where you feel judged by some other parents or even, to be fair, some women in society you feel judged by, you know, boo-hoo, boo-hoo me, the patriarch. But at the same time, there is, oh, it's so nice to see a dad with their daughter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's fucking great. Anyway, <laughs> but there are there are undeniably things which we'll go through that just make dad life fucking amazing like it's just it's the best yeah 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 i'd agree and it's, it's like uh you can't describe it to somebody that's not a dad and i can't remember who said this but i think it might have been ryan holiday in fact it was ryan holiday that said that you don't actually grow up and have a or you're never fully fulfilled unless you've got a family and there, there's probably a lot of people that disagree with that but i quite i, I think i agree with that because but what else you do what else do you do neil like, let's think about it. You <laughs> yeah. know, if, if you've got all this money in the thing, like, sure, you can go to a bunch of nice hotels, you can go to nice restaurants, you can go to buy a nice car, you can go and buy a boat if you want to, you can fly first class, you can see all these different kind of countries, like, there's tons. But I reckon after, like, 10 or 20 years of doing that, you've kind of seen most of it. Yeah. You know, you've seen, yeah. a, you've seen a lot of it. And it's like, well, what else do you do? Buy a dog? But then it's it's not it's not, <laughs> not the same, same, is it? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I really I really believe in I really understand what they're saying there. There is there is a level of fulfillment uh, that you get from becoming yeah. a dad. In my kind of extended circle, not not that close to me, but they um, they're in their kind of fifties, maybe late forties, fifties, and they don't have a partner, they don't have kids, but they're almost on the. And there's a few people I know in this kind of state, either old colleagues or whatever. They're, they're lonely and they, they, they just they go home every day after work they might have lots of cash in the bank or might have their nice car because they're, they're only feeding one person around that table but yeah I don't think they feel very fulfilled and I don't think they feel very happy um, yeah I mean it's it's kind of it, it's you know it's it's a, it's a again I go back to that point of designing your life to some extent like there's lots of choices that you're making here so I can't say that someone would be happier. Like some people ask me, you know, what do you think? What's it like being coming a dad? Or do you, would you recommend it? Like sometimes I've been asked those types of questions, and it's hard to say yes. 
even though we're about to go basically through all of the stuff that makes it unbelievable, it, it is quite hard to say yes. Or I definitely find myself, you know, kind of slightly pausing or not actually saying, yes, I would recommend it, you know, flat out because it isn't easy and it's not for everyone. And, you know, there's there's lots of factors that need to be, or I feel like need to be at play to, to, to feel like a successful father and also to feel like a successful husband and a partner you know, if you don't, if you don't have like a solid relationship or a pretty damn solid relationship with your with your other significant other, then it makes child rearing really hard. Yeah, I think we did that on a podcast actually. I think we we had one that was like, I don't know, when when should you have kids? I think we delved into yeah, that. Yeah, we but. we probably pro- we probably did. So I don't know. Even though we're about to talk about all this amazing stuff about having <laughs> parents, I, I still I still would turn around to people and say, I, I can't say yes to recommending being a parent. Um, it's really, yeah. it's really up to you. It's your choice. Uh, the only thing I can say is if you're even in the 50.1% boat of, I think I might want a kid, you should have a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, anyway, so my, so my you- first one is, um, yeah, a new kind of love. So we've all, well, same with all, um, you may have obviously married a wife or loved a partner or something. You love your parents loved an animal but it's just not the same like having your child and the feeling I get when when my kids run up to me after being at work or been traveling with work and come home and just that feeling I get when all three of them are kind of around my legs or trying to hug me and it's just yeah you can't express it in words I don't think but just the feeling you get is amazing and it's not something I've, I've ever felt before until I had kids so yeah I think there's definitely something there in terms of that that new you kind of love. I don't know if you you felt that. Do you? Yeah, resonate? yeah. There's a there's there's a level of happiness that you just never. I never knew existed, and yeah. I don't know if I've said it. I've never said it. I don't. I think I've probably said it on the podcast, but it's more. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff I've done in my life. I've been lucky to be able to have done, and I genuinely at some points felt like, I, how how do you get how do you be happy on this? You know, I I <laughs> yeah. built I built a. a pretty damn good business that's earned me more money than ever and I'd ever thought I could ever earn to uh, allowing me traveling the world to meeting Laura to getting married to buying a couple of houses to renovating one to doing all sorts of bits and pieces like genuinely things that I I, I don't know how you top it like how do you to- how do you to- how do you get any better than that and then Olivia came along and I'm like this is this is nuts like how have <laughs> I how have I done all this felt such a level of happiness that I didn't think I'd ever I couldn't get happier to then she comes along, and even today when when I pick her up from nursery, she comes running over and she's just just shouting "Daddy" like multiple times. Like that's you. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like you've just taken a massive dagger and just stuck it right into my soul, <laughs> and just you know I'm like, oh my god, that's just incredible. And I, you know I I catch myself, I'm not I'm not crying, uh, like openly crying in front of anyone, but inside I'm a mess. Yeah. Yeah. of just absolute happiness like it's just yeah. it's 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 a sorry I'm, I'm going on about too much but it, it's it's just hard to explain to be honest um yeah I, I mean i still get that with isla so she's now been in school almost four years and every time i watch her run through the front door of the school it's just like or come out of the school i'm just like i don't know it really tugs my heartstrings yeah. like, wow it's the that's ultimate my, that's it's, my daughter yeah it's the ultimate to me uh you know it's it's a real it's a real. It's really the ultimate, and uh, it's just. I think that's one part that 
if if anyone does ask me, do they rec- do I recommend have a kids? I'm I'm like, oh, I can't really recommend it. But the way I feel the way I feel around my daughter and playing with her and then seeing her and the way she reacts to me, you won't get that from anything else. Like, not there's nothing there's nothing gets it. And I don't know if you have. Do you think that girls hit different to boys? So they have. I've, I've had the chat with that with Rebecca actually, and I don't know if it's a if it's a first child thing or if it's a a boy versus girl thing. Um, so I I feel like I've got a closer bond to Isla than the boys, but is that because yeah she's been around longer? Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what it is, or she's a daddy girl. Like, yeah, I just I don't know what it is, but I definitely feel a closer bond to Isla than the boys. My bond with the boys is very strong. But there's definitely something additional there with Isla. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how it develops, and then if we have another another wee one, I'm curious about how that then develops as well between between all of us. But yeah, hands down, like a level of happiness that it's it's mind boggling. Yeah, and I kind of I, I kind of like to go back to the to the, the Ryan Holiday thing about the idea of fulfillment. I don't know if it was him as well that said it, but it's. Like you don't become an ad- you don't become an adult until you've had kids. That's it. Yeah, he said that as well. Yeah, yeah. You just don't. You, I, I just don't think you do. Um, you, and why don't you? Because you just you you. I think you become an adult when you have kids because like there's there's something there you'd you would literally jump in front of a bus for them. Yeah, like you do everything in your in your absolute power to protect them, and there's not many things in your life that ever do that to you. Like, I'd do it for Laura. I'd do it for anybody else. Probably, maybe <laughs> do it for you. I love, I love that caveat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I know what you mean, though. You get, you've got a lot more responsibility, and I don't know. It just matures you so much faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you know, you, you, in my in my weird weird kind of thing, like I would I would still keep drinking, but now I'm like. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow's gonna be a better day if I don't have this extra beer. Yeah. You know? Or I'd like even even other things like it's it's such an amazing clarity of what what's important. And I think there's an adult in that somewhere, isn't there? When you when you have a, a real clarity of like this is what I this this is where I need to be and when I need to be there. Or if I'm doing something else, then and it's not with my kid and my wife. Then what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. when you're when you're not an adult, I guess, or a young adult, you do you live you live life much more serendipitous. <laughs> it's not even a word, but you live it in much more of a kind of you know just just go with the flow and kind of see what happens. And you know it's much easier to waste time because there's so much of it ahead of you and. There's no nothing else that needs your attention really, apart from your own interests and your own self, and maybe some of your friends and maybe your partner. Yeah. But there's nothing more of a pool than having your kids at home, sat there waiting for you. You know, I think there's just yeah, you just don't you just don't become an adult until you've had kids. Because I've I've actually hung around with people that are in their late forties and fifties that don't have children, and it's really interesting to see the behaviours. They're different. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a it's a different kind of. Ah, oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. Let's keep drinking. No, no, no. I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I mean, or I mean, just a, 
yeah, a sense of like preparedness or organizedness or you know any kind of thing along that. Because if you if you forget something, you know, you've probably gone out the house. If you forget something when you've gone out the house, the kids, it's it's usually something that's going to cause a bit of a disaster at some point <laughs> if you're not careful. You know, like yeah. gotten a snack or a, a nappy or whatever else. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I've, I've even managed people on both sides. Managed people that have got kids and managed kind of mature as in 40, 50 year olds that don't have kids. And there's just, it's a, it's a different thing. Like there's almost a, a, a different level of discipline as well at work when um, like if you've got kids, there's a, there's a discipline there of like, right, I start work now. I'm, I'm doing work. I'm going to be productive. But then when people don't have kids, they just like have long lies or, or late or, or, or they feel sick. I wait to have kids and feel sick. <laughs> it just, yeah, I think. Yeah, you've it, got to get over that kind of stuff really quick, right? And yeah. I, I have that with work now. I'm still in the kind of, I still have a little bit of a teenager thing about me where I don't want to, I don't want to do something or I'd rather just scroll Instagram or have a nap. But then I'm like, yeah, but then I've got to pick up Olivia up today at five. So I've got to get all this work done before five. Yeah, I can't yeah. just like wait. And then I've at least got maybe two hours, two and a half hours where I've got to kind of just entertain her, bath her, get her ready for bed. And then after that, I've got to make myself dinner and that's another half an hour, an hour. And it's not until like half eight, nine o'clock before I could probably get back to some emails or doing some bits and pieces. Whereas when I didn't have Olivia, I had just infinite time. And I don't have that anymore. It's just not, it doesn't exist. So I have to, I have to be disciplined and I have to be like, I've got to get this done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cool. So my, my next one is um, seeing them grow up. So it's similar to kind of seeing them going to school and stuff, but seeing them get cleverer, seeing them more in, in have deeper conversations with like Isla's now getting into quite deep conversations and stuff, which I really enjoy. Um, seeing their feelings expand and they're kind of just navigating different things. So Isla's got sports day tomorrow. So just before bed, we we're chatting about um, how she's feeling about it and she's slightly nervous for people watching her running and stuff like that. And don't know it's just like yeah she's turning into a proper little lady and like she's she's kind of not worried about her, her kind of style or look but there's definitely in the back of her head she's getting more kind of self-conscious that's coming through and yeah it's, it scares me slightly but also makes me very happy that they're growing up and they're becoming a bit yeah. mature yeah the um you you never and no other part in your life part of your life do you ever watch a small child grow between like a human being grow uh, in front of your eyes yeah like you, yeah. you you could have like i've seen your kids grow up or my my nieces and nephews grow up but it's not the same as actually watching your own one sort of develop and grow and age and then ultimately because like you can cocoon her and we can protect her in our house and she can just do her thing and roll around or whatever it's even more interesting kind of nudging and nudging and nudging her into the real world and her engaging with people and other adults and how she gets on with them and you know it's it, it is amazing, and it's also amazing because you know I think this is kind of way that your genes have morphed you into the psychology of you. You kind of you think that their behaviour is a reflection of your parenting. So if they're really good, you're like I am. A, I'm the best parent ever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. But if they're bad, you're like, what have I done wrong? How did I, how did I how did I not see that? Why why have they decided to punch a child in the face? Well, I I didn't teach them that. I've never done that before. Yeah, so there's there's that kind of stuff as well, and and even also like the discipline around with, and again, this is not necessarily not every parent has to do it this way, but the discipline that I think we've had as a couple 
and all the work that's gone into it, certainly in Laura's side, but the kind of the sleep routine that we've had, the very much the bath routine that we've had, you know, and, and working together very much on that. And now she's, you know, she'll go and sleep pretty much anywhere. She sleeps really well overall. She's just, she's just great. And I think, I think, yeah, a large, like a large part of that is just, again, being just super grateful that she's, she's that type of baby uh, or toddler now. And I can't wait to watch her doing other things and interacting with the world and just helping her solve her problems, I think, is something that I quite, yeah. I actually quite enjoy, you know, because you can be a, you can be the adult, you can foresee some of the issues that come along and bestow some of your probably inaccurate misogynistic <laughs> patriarchal uh, ideas on, on certain things yeah and just like it makes me proud whether i don't know the other kids do this but isla is very open with her feelings and she seems to sh- share how, she f- how she's feeling about even me prompting it so before we went to bed tonight she, she said oh I'm, I'm a bit worried about sports day i hadn't even asked her about it um so that that makes me proud and that makes me kind of happy that she feels in a safe space and she can speak to me about these things so hopefully it continues like i might be saying when she's 16 years old she's a riot and yeah we'll see we'll see yeah it, it that is that's that's kind of the teenager stuff which is a whole different ball game you back neil i think we paused there for a minute yeah i'm back oh your video your video is going very funky oh dear can you still hear me I can still hear you, but it's kind of a bit weird. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll carry anyway. on. Okay. Yeah, sort of. Um, yeah, it is. Like, there's there's that kind of... There's a bit of trepidation with the whole um, teenager thing that's coming up and how do we deal with all that? But I don't know. I feel quite excited about it, I think. You just got to take it, take it as it is, take it on the chin and then see what happens and we'll, we'll figure it out somehow, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um responsibility was like one of yours you know the whole we talked about that a little bit um i i quite like the unconditional nature of it all you know like the best bit about a dog is that a dog will love you no matter what right even all your frailties you could be the you could be the biggest dick in the world and the dog will love you (laughs) it won't fed but it'll very much love you and certainly Olivia at her age, there is, she's, she's, she laughs unconditionally. Like there's no, there's no smokescreen. There's no trying yeah. to fit in, trying to do anything. It's literally, I find you hilarious and I'm going to absolutely cackle my head off. <laughs> and yeah. when she does that, you know, deep down, that's what it is. And when, when someone makes you feel like that, it's, it's incredible. Like that unconditionalness, like she she doesn't expect anything from me necessarily. Or not that I think she does, but she just laughs because it's funny. Not, yeah, not trying to please anyone or you know hide anything from themselves or anything at all. It's literally, and you know when she hugs you, it's a hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no fakery towards it. No, there's no there's no kind of adult aspect of it, right? There's no kind of mature human aspect of it where we are programmed to some extent to to try and get along, right? It's a, we're societal. We we are individuals who seek other individuals. You know, we are trying to to we have tribe mentalities, and maybe she's doing it subconsciously, and that's kind of part of her part of our evolution. But at the same time, it's like it just feels so good that there is there's there's nothing there's no there's no thought process behind it beyond just loving or laughing or caring or 
you know any of those kind of things and i i think that's i i'm i big fan of that uh yeah and I, I definitely understand where you're coming from yeah and and i, I quite i quite also like I've, I've talked about this uh, not necessarily on the podcast but with other people the idea of having a board of unconditional mentors you know do you have a bunch of people in your life that will tell you straight tell you exactly what's what needs to be potentially be done that have your best interests at heart but don't expect anything back yeah, and I think they're they're some of the best people to have. And I think being a dad, it's also made me realise that I am one of those for Olivia. I'm an I'm an uncon I have no conditions on the advice that I give Olivia beyond her happiness. You know, yeah, and that's that feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I I can resonate with that. And even so, Isla to this day, although she's getting older and older, she still I feel has that unconditional sense of art around her, and she's not scared to just be a kid, which is which is nice and wholesome. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And I think that's, you know, that's obviously a place where she doesn't, you know, she can still be who she wants to be and tell you how she feels, which is nice. And hopefully she continues doing that. Yeah. But I'm sure there'll be points where she'll hide something, I'm sure, at some stage. <laughs> I know. Um, one thing that I, and it's kind of, uh, yeah, some people might take it for granted, but most days I am grateful for it in terms of we try and eat as a family together Um we're now at a, a nice time of like six o'clock for dinner time before it was like four half four but the kids are in a good age and and stuff so we eat about six o'clock but having everyone around the table and we we try and do this i'd say four or five times out of the week um so we don't nail it every time because i has got brownies swimming and stuff so but yeah as a family we eat our dinner together and talk about our days and like we normally say like oh what's the what's been the best bit what's been a, a sad bit and go around the table and that like i don't know that kind of sense of this is my unit, this is my family, this is my tribe, just fills me with happiness and fills me with just such gratefulness that I've I've created all those and I'm supporting them. And yeah, it's, it comes back to that kind of sense of achievement, sense of responsibility, all in one place, like around the dinner table, eating the food that I've prepared. It just, yeah, it bigs me up a lot. So it's something today, I don't know if it's Suicide Awareness Day or something or week or month or wow. whatever else. Uh, there's something about males and you treat male depression with the idea of feeling powerful and feeling capable and when you get that sense of feeling with the kids all around the table and you preparing the food and doing all those kind of things there's lots of like there's lots of feelings of power and cap and being capable in that in that yeah sense, right and, yeah, and i think environment I think raising children kind of gives gives you quite a, a strong sense of that. Like you're a capable man of you know doing doing a thing where everyone sat around being happy, uh, and yeah, it does feel good. You know, it feels good when when Laura's mom and dad comes down. We sit around the table. Olivia's there. We've made a roast. She's having some like some of the stuff. I'm having this. We're all eating together. There is a real sense of like inner pride and happiness, and you being you know strong and powerful and capable yeah. of being able to to, to yeah. buy all that right and and do it. It's and it's a really it's a really nice thing. And having a kid there just you know exaggerates it even more because you know she's she's pretty helpless if I don't feed her <laughs> or change her or put her clothes on and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and it probably dates back to like caveman days where I mean this is getting um, kind of gender specific but when the when the man used to go out and and do the hunting and the gathering and take it back and yeah i bet you that caveman i don't know two thousand years ago 
um, felt pride and felt felt good. Yeah, it does because it's it's like the, I've said it before, and this is kind of first of all the utility utility of a man is not necessarily his ability to provide uh, uh, in the sense of a phys- the physical realm. You know, there is the emotional and happiness and caring and all that kind of stuff as well, which we should take into consideration. But there's just something deep rooted, I think, in in my mind, certainly, when I'm able to do that, right? I'm able to cook for everyone and everyone sat around the table enjoying a really good dinner. I feel I feel strong and I feel capable and I feel useful. I think yeah. it's one of the things, yeah. you know, one of the large parts of that. Um yeah, uh, to be honest, that's those are all my my happy <laughs> parts of being being a dad. Um, yeah. I mean, this, the episode doesn't have to be any longer than it needs to be, but I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed reflecting on because I mean, you can get stuck in the day to day, and you get stuck in like the shit parts of being a dad and the mundane stuff and the yeah bath the, times. And- yeah, there is one part that does has started to creep in, and it's more because Olivia is getting older. I guess like she's pushing nearly two in August. Is that I actually like watching her do it herself mm, yeah yeah that's a really kind of that's a really interesting part of it it's like when she climbs the stairs on her own obviously i'm behind her making sure she doesn't hurt herself <laughs> but when she climbs the stairs on her own when she you know gets her little trike bike thing out herself when she um entertains herself even like when she plays on her own yeah. when she um like goes and gets certain things like she went and got i said i said can you go and get daddy's white trainers and off she went and she grabbed one of the white <laughs> trainers and grabbed the other white trainer. Like, that feels really good. Like, that's yeah, kind of yeah. like a part of her development. And it just, I guess it feels nice because she's not suffering with any ailments uh, or difficulties that she's capable of that general communication at this point. But also that she's just developing that sense of freedom and, uh, and independence, which comes with some level of intellect and also some strength and physicality that comes with it. It's really, really, really nice to watch. Um and again, makes me feel like I've, I've, I'm, I'm somewhat successful as a parent. I guess you're on the right probably track. A selfish thing, yeah. probably a selfish thing more than it is for Olivia. I guess. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's good, a, maybe that's a, a, an episode in a few years' time. We can, or a few years, a few months' time. Yeah, what does a successful parent look like? Because I, yeah. I, I, I battle with that sometimes, especially with Isla in school. And this is a bit of a rant, but um, school enjoy posting on their public Instagram and no, public Facebook page like the high achievers and they're like yeah a Gordon's face on, on YouTube if you're watching um, that annoys me because I'm like they're just I don't know what the word is what's what's described as a high achiever so it could be like numeracy it could be English and reading it could be we're getting respect badges um, there's like lots of different things but yeah, they, just, they seem to just like highlight these individuals and have their names and a picture of them holding up some kind of certificate or something every week. I'm like, that that stresses me out a little bit because Isla's not got, got one of them, but there's 700 people in the class in the school. And there's Neil. only like... Yeah. I was head <laughs> boy at school and <laughs> no one gives a shit. <laughs> I know, but it comes down to like, Am I a successful parent if my kid's not on that Facebook page? For me, uh, even if my kid is on that Facebook page, then <laughs> I, there's there's no guarantee that they're actually going to get a job and hold it down. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, true. I, yeah, I, I think that's a, is for another episode. But yeah, I don't I don't really know what what is a successful parent. You know that 
because it's not it's not like it's not like you're really responsible for things like their happiness. Yeah. Like you're 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 responsible to make sure that there's a breeding ground for happiness. You know, where they're clean, they're clothed, they're fed, <laughs> they're slept well. Yeah. But realistically it's it's really like happiness is down to the individual, not necessarily someone else or something else. So I was kind of going down the route where maybe if you're a good parent, you're, you know, you, you make your kid happy, but then even then you, you can't really control that. So it's like, well, yeah. you know, like what's I the definition? Good, what's the, what's the recipe of a good parent? I don't know. Just caring, empathetic. I don't know. I'll have to chat GPT. I think <laughs> get researchers on it. <laughs> our, our researchers yeah because we're, we're making tons of money from this podcast i can tell you right now it's costing me way more than it's making me like in two years i've probably spent over a grand on this podcast at least yeah anyway on that note we'll we'll end it there um thanks for listening if you've made it to this this, this far you can reach us on instagram at developing dads give us a wee five-star review if you do on spotify or apple Podcasts or any other random platform you listen to been a good one um a few laughs and a f- yeah just nice reminiscing and thinking about yeah what's it like to be a dad and the happy parts of being a dad thanks for listening cheers all right see you later bye